Welcome to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. We welcome you to come and join us as we explore the Word of God to open up new levels of glory for every believer to come in closer to the Father. Join Apostle Calvin as he shares the Word of God as the Lord Jesus has revealed it unto him to share with the body of Christ. This is Apostle Calvin Brown of Christ Be Glorified Ministries, and welcome to another broadcast centered around the kingdom of God. Amen. I want to start today in Matthew chapter 6. Beginning with verse 9. Matthew chapter 6, beginning with verse 9. After this manner, therefore, pray ye, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And this is often called the Lord's Prayer. But Jesus says, in this manner, pray. In other words, our prayer life should be in this manner. Amen. In other words, Jesus says, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Amen. Speaking of God's kingdom, amen. God's kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so the kingdom of God must come, amen. If you understand that Jesus is conquering every kingdom, amen, and then he will give everything over to the Father. Jesus is on assignment. He is conquering every kingdom because God's kingdom must reign. God's kingdom must have the preeminence. Amen. And so we see in the Lord's prayer, some key principles. Amen. Our father, which art in heaven. And so God is in heaven. And so everything that is right comes from heaven. So this earth realm, for this earth realm to experience the kingdom of God, it must experience the kingdom of heaven being extended from heaven into this earth realm. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed, holy be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. It is decreed for God's kingdom to come on earth just as it is in heaven. Amen. And so the way that God's kingdom operates in heaven is the way that God's kingdom is supposed to operate in this earth realm. So the kingdom of God has to come in this earth realm. Amen. That, that is the work. The work of God is that his kingdom comes and that his will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. He also says, give us this day our daily bread. Amen. And so that is the, the Lord takes care of us both naturally and spiritually. For man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And by 
the bread by the word of God that we are sustained. Amen. Even our natural life is sustained by the bread of God. Amen. Forgive us our debts. Amen. So our sins. Amen. It is forgiven by the blood of Jesus. Amen. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law as we forgive our debtors. So we're supposed to have the heart of God. Amen. Just as God forgives us that we forgive others. That's all through the gospels and all through the scriptures. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And then it says, for thine, for yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And so the emphasis before we get to the amen, that is, it is God's kingdom and it is his glory. Amen. And so our prayer life is centered around the kingdom of God and for the kingdom of God to come. Amen. And our daily life and our actions is centered around the kingdom of God to allow the kingdom of God to come. Amen. And Matthew chapter 16. Verses 13 through 19. Matthew chapter 16, verses 13 through 19. When Jesus came into the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples saying, who do men say that the son of man am? So mark that. Who do men say that the son of man? Speaking of himself. So they say, some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, and others Jeremiah are one of the prophets. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. Jesus said, answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, our son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. So mark that also, that flesh and blood did not reveal. This is a revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Flesh and blood did not reveal it. But again, my father, which is in heaven. So the key is that revelation is coming from above, is coming from heaven into this earth realm. Verse 18, and I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth it will be loosed in heaven. And so you could say, Whatever you unlock on earth is unlocked in heaven. And whatever you lock up on earth is locked up in heaven. Or if you stick with the prayer, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is heaven calling the shots. And even though you have authority to bind and to loose, Amen. To allow or not allow is what heaven allows and is what heaven desires to be locked up. Amen. To bind up. Amen. And it is so, it is a will. It is the desire of heaven that is loosed 
into this earth realm that allows the kingdom of God to come, for the kingdom of God must come. It is, it is decreed. It is, it is happening now. Amen. When we preach the gospel, the kingdom of God comes and things are bound and things are loosed. Amen. When the kingdom of God comes, people are saved. People are healed. People are delivered. Amen. And so Jesus says that upon this rock, he says, Peter says, thou art the Christ, the anointed one, the son of the living God. Thou art the Christ, thou art the Messiah, the son of the living God. Jesus says you're blessed because this came by revelation from my father, which is in heaven. So you contrast that with that which men say and that which is revealed from heaven. So the theme is that the revelation comes from God in heaven that releases the blessing. Amen. So let's look at it a little bit more. In verse 17, Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who's in heaven. Then he says, and I also say to you that you are Peter. Amen. So Jesus connects the fact that Peter is able to get a revelation from the Father from heaven of who he is. Amen. And out of that revelation, Jesus is able to reveal to Peter who he is. So a name represents who a person is or what they do or what is their characteristics. Amen. You know, that's where we get Baker and Smith and Carpenter is what they did, is who they are. <laughs> Amen. So Jesus says, and I say unto you that thou art Peter, revelation of who you are. The revelation of who you are will come when you get a revelation of who Jesus is. That's what the word says, that we are with unveiled faces. Amen. That looking at the glory of God, that we are transformed into the same image from glory to glory. Amen. We don't have to put a veil over our face like Moses had a veil. They could not stand to look at the glory of God that was on the face of Moses. He had to put a veil. They could not look at what was coming. Amen. All they could see was their sinful state, but the glory revealed the future. Amen. The glory revealed, Rabba Shata, Robo Shata, transformation. Amen. Look, look, look at the people on Mount Sinai, afraid of God because of their sinful state. God came down the mountain, shook. Amen. Thunders and lightnings and fire. Hallelujah. The holy God in contact with the natural, the natural had to give. Amen. Moses says, don't be afraid. God's just testing you. Amen. It's going to be all right. They could not stand to look at that. But the glory, the Bible says, the glory 
was revealing a greater glory. If you're able to look into the glory, you can see a greater glory. Amen. Of what was coming. Amen. I say unto you, verse 18, that you are Peter. And upon this rock, the revelation that Jesus is the Christ is called the rock. The rock is the foundation by which the Lord builds. Amen. He builds upon the rock. I'll get into that. Amen. He says, thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And by revelation knowledge, I give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen. So the gates of hell shall not prevail against a church. The true church is built upon the rock. The rock is Jesus, the, the revelation of Jesus. That's what the rock is. The revelation that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. So the church belongs to Jesus. Jesus says, this is my church. And upon this rock, this foundation of revelation of who I am, I will build my church out of that revelation. Oh, if you can get the revelation who Jesus is, you can get the revelation of who you are. Amen. You are Peter. So Peter's identity is found as part of the rock because Peter means a piece of rock. Amen. So Peter, Petra, Petros means a piece of rock that does not deviate from the true rock. Amen. Jesus is that rock. Amen. And so he says, flesh and blood. This is the thing that I'm preaching today. That is, it did not come from flesh and blood. Amen. That it came from the revelation. Amen. So the church is not a church of man. It is Jesus's church. Amen. And so we are in an age where man is trying to take the place of God. There are all types of churches out there. Amen. Some of them without the true foundation as they extol the image of man. Amen. The image of flesh. The image, the image of man. Amen. So a foundation is what a house is built upon. Amen. The foundation has to be right for the house to be right. You understand that? Bad foundation, bad house. You know, they could they could show you a five million dollar mansion, amen. But if the foundation is wrong, cracks up the wall, that house ain't worth anything, amen. Because the foundation is wrong, amen. The foundation is not right, amen. So the house is the temple of God. It is a showcase for the glory and the power of God. In other words, when the house is ready, God fills the house with his glory. And the house is filled with the glory of God. God is able to sit enthroned as king. Amen. He is able to dwell amongst 
his people. Amen. So when Jesus says upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So Jesus built church on the foundation of the rock of revelation knowledge of who he is. Amen. That church should also be the temple of God. That, that people have profaned the house of God. Amen. They said, well, the people are the church. And so they play cards. They play bingo. They watch Super Bowls in the church. They profane the church. And Jesus says, take this stuff out of here. Amen. This merchandise. Amen. Is it not written that my father's house shall be a house of prayer? And another occasion, it was the disciples noted the scripture that said, the zeal for mine house has eaten me up. And so the house of God represents the house of God. <laughs> it is necessary for the things in the earth realm to be built according to the pattern that God showed Moses on the mountain when he when he gave him the, the, the pattern for the tabernacle and for the furnishings, amen. He says, see to it that you make everything according to the pattern. In other words, that which is in heaven is, is holy. And the things in this earth that represent the things that are in heaven are holy if received correctly. Man's touch on a thing causes it to deviate from the holy. Amen. Man's ideas, man's touch on a thing. You, you have to get the ideas from the Lord. You have to get instructions from the Lord. You have to get the plans from the Lord. Amen. And so it is important that flesh and blood did not reveal this. Amen. So it is, it is not touched by flesh and blood. It is not revealed by flesh and blood. Amen. So a house is only as strong as the foundation. Amen. And Jesus says that the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. That's, that's important. He says the gates of hell shall not prevail. The gates are the gates of the city. Amen. And so if the devil can't even get past his gates, amen, that means that the church, instead of the devil pummeling the church, the church is pummeling the devil's kingdom. The gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. The, the, the gates are the gates of the city. You, you've taken the battle to the enemy's camp. And so Jesus' desire, the image of the church is one that takes the battle to the enemy's camp. Amen. You're not worried about the devil coming to the gates of the church. Amen. You have a revelation which takes you to the enemy's camp to spoil the, the, the enemy's camp. Amen. The things that are of the devil, you spoil principalities and powers. Amen. In Psalms 127. The book of Psalms 127. Amen. So Jesus 
And the Bible tells what the church is supposed to look like. Amen. The church is to be strong. The church is to rule over the devil, to hold sway power over the devil. Verses 3 through 5, Psalms 127, verse 3 through 5. It says, Behold, children of the heritage from the Lord, the fruit of the womb is a reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior. So are children, the children of one's youth. Happy is the man who has his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies in the gate. Amen. So children are the heritage of the Lord, both natural children. Amen. They belong to God. God says, remember, Paul says that he was alive unto God, but then the law came and then he, he died. And, and so he had to be born again. So the children, amen, that they are alive unto God. They are a blank slate, so to speak. They are ready to receive the things of God. They are weapons of the Lord, amen. So children are the heritage of the Lord. The fruit of the womb is his reward like arrows in the hand of a warrior. A warrior is a, a seasoned, amen, combat. Personnel, a seasoned person that knows how to fight. So the children are arrows, amen. He's blessed when he has many in his quiver. Quivers what holds holds the arrow. And so they are weapons to strike the enemy, amen. The sharpness of the arrow to strike the enemy. I believe, I believe that we, we are missing, we, we are missing some things. That Jesus has an image of the church. The Bible has an image of the church. I don't believe that we've been operating in the fullness of what the Lord has desired because we're supposed to take the battle to the enemy's gate. And that's what the Bible says. They shall not be ashamed, but shall speak with their enemies at the gate. That is bravado. You go into the enemy's gate and you talking stuff at the enemy's gate. That's, that is boldness. That is bravado. Amen. And that is what the church is supposed to look like. Amen. That the children, amen, are supposed to be given unto the Lord from the from the womb. You can even begin speaking before the children are born and give them unto the Lord. Amen. And the more you have, the more weapons are the Lord has to use against the enemy. Amen. That is so different than what the world says. Amen. And so we have to combat that. Amen. So we spoke of revelation that Jesus is blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for my man has not, flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is from heaven, revelation from God in heaven, the revelation. So a revelation is the wisdom of God. You understand what I'm saying? If I say children are the heritage of the Lord, that's wisdom. And the world says that is foolishness. 
And if the Bible says you're blessed, the more you have, the more blessed you are because the more arrows you have against the devil. The world says that is foolishness, but God says that is wisdom. But the Bible says you are not to be ashamed. You will not be ashamed when you speak to the enemies at the gate. Now, if you have a bunch of children, but you really are ashamed, holy ghost, because of the message of the world, amen, you are not empowered, amen, by revelation. Blessed are thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven, amen. Holy Ghost, that revelation is not doing you any good. <laughs> Amen. And again, I say, and I emphasize also, that it is the natural children are given unto the Lord and the birthing of spiritual children, children of God. Amen. That is the blessing also. Amen. But again, it is the spiritual which highlights. Amen. The, the natural, so to speak, or, or let me say it this way, the, 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 the natural, amen, is supposed to be symbolic of the spiritual, amen. And so it is, amen, holy children, amen, blessed children, physical children, amen, symbolic of the children of God, that which comes through the womb, the matrix belongs to the Lord. Amen. There's a spiritual womb, the Bible says. There is a spiritual womb. Amen. Even the womb of the morning, the Bible says that there's a womb which births that which is of the Lord, which brings forth. Paul says that I'm afraid of you, that he says that I'm going to have to travail Again, till Christ be formed in you. Amen. I got you saved. I got you born again. But now you're acting worldly or you, you received a different, a different gospel. Amen. Which is not a gospel. Amen. And so we speak with the enemy at the gate. Amen. That's the image of the church that is built upon the rock. Amen. First Corinthians chapter three. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 10 through 20. Amen. So the church is built upon the rock, which is the revelation knowledge that Jesus is a Christ, the son of the living God. Revelation is the wisdom of God. Amen. And so you will have to combat, amen, the wisdom of the world, not let it get a hold of you or affect you. Amen. That we counsel people in this, that when the spirit of God is moving, if your flesh feels uncomfortable, that's the devil. <laughs> amen. There's a devil on you near you or in you. <laughs> this, is, this is not hard to understand. Amen. If the spirit of God is moving, that means the kingdom of God is coming. Amen. Manifesting. And so when the spirit of God is, is moving, if you, if, if you get agitated or, or fearful, 
and want it to stop. Amen. That shows that there is a devil on you, in you, near you, influencing you, affecting you, and you regard that spirit above the spirit of God. Amen. So that's not that's not hard to understand. There's people that'll do anything to stop the spirit of God from moving. Now, the emphasis of this message is that flesh and blood did not reveal, but my father, which is in heaven. So revelation comes from heaven for the true church to be built. The true church is not built by flesh. The true church is not built by man. That is not the foundation of building the true church. So 1 Corinthians chapter 3, I didn't forget, verses 10 through 20. Paul says, according to the grace of God, which was given to me, as a wise master builder, I've laid the foundation and another builds on it, but let each one take heed how he builds on it. For no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. So the, the foundation is Jesus, amen, and represents Jesus, amen. If that foundation is laid right, then others, in other words, Paul is an apostle, and part of the definition of an apostle is a wise master builder, amen. The Revelation says you try those that say that they are apostles and are not. And so as, as often as we can, we, we give the definition of what a true apostle is because there's such thing as a true apostle and there's such thing as a false apostle and you need to know the difference. Most people parading around as apostles are false apostles. That's just the way it is. Now, some of them don't necessarily mean any harm. Some have mislabeled themselves, amen, that they like the title of pastor, amen, and they like the title of prophet. And so they say, I'm gonna go on and say that I've been promoted to Apostle, that's a whole, that's a whole nother story, <laughs> amen. But you need to know that one of the characteristics of an apostle is that a wise, that means the wisdom of God, building by the wisdom of God, a wise master builder. That means that they are one appointed by the Lord. The Bible says that the disciple is not greater than the master. So Jesus is the master. And that when Christ ascended on high, he gave apostles. And then the apostles are wise master builders. They receive only from the Lord Jesus the stuff to build with, the revelation to build with. They are stewards over the mysteries of God, that the Lord has given it unto them to, to give the, the, the understanding, amen, of the revelations, of the mysteries, and of the secrets. The, the, the word is, is the word until it is, it is revealed. The, the, the word is simply there until it is revealed, and then it is actionable. Amen. You can act upon that word of God through revelation. That's called rhema. Amen. Rhema, knowledge. Amen. The, 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 the Bible says natural knowledge puffs up. I'm not going to tell you what divinity schools I went to. I'm not going to tell you what universities I went to. Amen. Natural knowledge puffs up. Amen. And so the characteristic of the apostle is a wise master builder from the wisdom of God. He receives the wisdom of God. Me and my wife, we receive the wisdom of God 
And we lay that foundation of Jesus, which cannot be deviated from. Amen. Now, once the foundation is laid, others can build on that foundation because it is right. Amen. And so you can build on that which is, is, is built right. It's Jesus. It's Jesus. And so by good sound doctrine, you can build on that foundation which is laid, amen, for no other, verse 11, no other foundation can anyone lay than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on this foundation with gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hail, straw, that's talking about works, each one's work will become clear for the day will declare it because it will be revealed by fire and the fire will test each one's work of what sort it is. If anyone's work which he has built on it endures, he will receive a reward. Amen. And so those, that means it was built right. Whatever you, you the materials that you put on that foundation represented Jesus all the way up. Remember that Jesus also is the chief cornerstone that the other stones are laid against to make sure that they are straight, to make sure that they are true. Amen. It says, verse 15, if anyone's work is burned, he will suffer loss, but he himself will be saved, yet so as through fire. Now, it says, do you not know that you are the temple of God and that the spirit of God dwells in you? So we go from foundation to temple, the temple of God being built on the foundation. Amen. If anyone defiles the temple of God, God will destroy him for the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. So if the foundation represents Jesus and the image of the temple represents Jesus. So you're not to defile by man's works and man's idea. You're not supposed to defile the temple. Verse 18, let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise that they are futile. So I read that whole deal. I, I normally don't read that whole passage of scripture, I wanted to connect the temple with the foundation and that the, the wisdom of God is supposed to be how the temple is built and that God catches the wise in their own craftiness. It is not supposed, you're not supposed to um, have a wrong foundation and you're not supposed to build with what the Bible call dead works, fleshly. Man, that which is of man, amen. 666 is the number of man. And so the day of Antichrist, amen, that people will have to take that mark of the beast, 666, the number of man, amen. The, the number of man denies that Jesus came in the flesh. The, the man, amen, the number of man denies the Holy Spirit, amen. 
And so the devil won't say we're operating without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is how the kingdom of God comes. Jesus says, if I cast out devils by the Holy Spirit, then does the kingdom of God come upon you. And again, it is written, if I cast out devils by the finger of God, the judgment of God, that's the Holy Spirit on the devil, then is the kingdom of God come upon you. Amen. And so the kingdom comes by the moving of the Holy Spirit as the Lord judges against the devil by the word of God. So it's the spirit of God upon the word of God, the spirit of God upon the, the truth, which execute judgment against the devil, says in Psalms 149. Amen. The high praises of God in your mouth, two-edged sword in your hand, to bind their nobles, their kings with fetters and irons. Amen. That to, to execute the judgment written, this right and privilege have all the saints. Amen. Hebrews chapter 6. Hebrews chapter 6. Verse 1. And so when you're talking about foundation, you're talking about the word. Jesus is the word and the revelation of the word. Amen. Man messes that up by building churches and operating without revelation and without the spirit of God. Amen. It says, therefore, this is Hebrews chapter six, verse one, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ, let us go on to perfection or completion not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works and faith toward God. Amen. And of the doctrines of baptism, laying on our hands, resurrection from the dead, and of eternal judgment. But I want to focus on that verse one. Not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works. So you were born again through repentance from dead works, amen. And that is the foundation by which you were built. And the doctrine, amen, is part of that foundation. Doctrine simply means teaching, amen. And so the, the repentance, not laying again the foundation of repentance from dead works, man's works, fleshly works, that which is not the wisdom of God, that which is of the world, amen. So that cannot be a part of the foundation, amen. The, 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 the wisdom of man cannot be part of the foundation of God, amen. And so there are many churches, amen, that, that, that operate without the spirit of God. There are even those that have given themselves over to artificial intelligence to produce sermons and things of that nature. You see what the devil is doing. He's trying to get man to rely on something which is not the spirit of God. The spirit of God brings a revelation of God, which is the wisdom of God, which is foolishness to man. <laughs> man. So you have to get it right. In Exodus chapter 20, the book of Exodus chapter 20, verse 25. Exodus chapter 20, verse 25. 
God says, and if you make me an altar of stone, you shall not build it with hewn stone or carved out stone. For if you use your tool on it, you have profaned it. Amen. So that's the revelation. Amen. Of flesh and blood hath not revealed this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. Amen. That if it is a work of man, it is, it is dead works. And so if man touches it, if man puts his tools as if, look what I have produced, God says you have profaned the altar. So the altar is place of worship. Amen. And so even in worship, amen, that the pattern comes from heaven. The Bible says that you do not know how to pray as you ought. But the Holy Spirit helps you in these weaknesses, infirmities with groanings which cannot be uttered. And so a lot of people miss out on what the Bible says to be filled with the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. And we use that to pray. And the Bible says we use that to, to praise. And they key in, people key in on the fact that your understanding is unfruitful. Amen. God is actually showing you that if you put your mind into it, this is greater than your understanding. The Bible even says these things, that God does things greater than your understanding. The love of God, which surpasses knowledge. Amen. The height, the depth, the length, the width. We have to know the love of God, which surpasses knowledge. The things of God are greater. Amen. And your mind can understand, and if you will submit to that, that's what God is saying. If you would be subject, you are showing that I am God, and that which is from heaven is greater than that which is from the earth. Amen. And the thoughts of God are greater, and the ways of God are greater. Amen. If, if you will simply submit to that and give yourself over, Amen to that which is from above. You are acknowledging that God who gives good gifts, the Bible says that God, every good and perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of light in whom there is no variableness, no shadow of turning. Amen. So the, the, the foundation of God has to be pure, clean, has to be Jesus, has to come from revelation. Amen. It can't be a work of man. That would be dead works. And we repented from dead works to get saved. The book of Daniel. The book of Daniel chapter 2. Verses 31 through 35. The book of Daniel, chapter 2, verses 31 through 35. So this is Daniel explaining to King Nebuchadnezzar a dream that he had dreamed. Verse 31, you, O king, were watching and behold a great image, this great image whose splendor was excellent, stood before you and its form, and its form 
was awesome. The image's head was of fine gold and his chest and arms of silver and his belly and thigh of bronze, his legs of iron and his feet partly of iron and partly of clay, representing kingdoms and, and kingdoms through time also. Amen. And you watched while a stone was cut out without hands, which struck the image on his feet of iron and clay and broke them into pieces. Then the iron and the clay and the bronze and the silver and the gold were crushed together and became like shaft. The things that men esteemed that they built kingdoms upon, gold and silver, amen, um, iron and clay, amen, the strength of, of, of armies, amen, the strength of technology, amen. It says, became like shaft, from the summer threshing floor and the winds carried them away so no trace of them was found. So J Jesus is that stone that destroys every other kingdom. And the stone that struck that image became a great mountain and filled the whole earth. So the stone became a mountain. Mountain represents God's kingdom. It's not just any mountain. It is, it is Mount Zion, amen. And so that kingdom, the knowledge, the Bible says the knowledge of the glory of God shall fill the whole earth. And so that stone becomes a mountain and it fills the whole earth, representing Jesus destroying every other kingdom and the knowledge of God filling, filling the, whole, the whole earth in the kingdom of God coming upon the, the, the whole earth, amen. And so one of the key phrases, a stone that was not touched by man, amen. Without hands, you watch while a stone, verse 34, that was cut out without hands. So man did not touch it, amen. A stone that was cut out without hands. Again, again flesh and blood has not revealed this. But my father, my father, which, which is in heaven, amen. The kingdom of God comes through revelation knowledge. And using that revelation knowledge, Jesus builds, he builds his church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail, shall not prevail against that church. Galatians chapter 1. I almost missed this one, Galatians chapter 1. So there's a difference between that which is of God and that which is, which is of man. Verses 15 through 17. Amen. Galatians chapter 1, verse 15 through 17. But when it, this is the Apostle Paul. Verse 15, but when it pleased God who separated me from my mother's womb and called me through his grace to reveal his son in me that I might preach him amongst the Gentiles, I did not immediately confer with flesh and blood, nor did I go up to Jerusalem to those who were apostles before me, but I went to Arabia and returned again to Damascus. So let's take this back to Matthew chapter 16, where Jesus tells Peter that 
Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood did not reveal this unto you, but my Father which is in heaven. When it pleased the Father, amen, when it pleased God, who separated Paul from his mother's womb and called him through his grace to reveal his son in me. So the same thing that Paul says, when it pleased the Father to reveal his son, Thou the Christ, the Son of the living God. I did not confer with flesh and blood. <laughs> Amen. Flesh and blood has not revealed this unto you, but my Father, which is in heaven. So the things that are of God, did you know that Paul would not be Paul if he had conferred with flesh and blood? <laughs> the apostle would not be the, an apostle if for their apostleship they had gotten it from flesh and blood. That Paul is straightening out some things because he says that those who seem to be somewhat, whatever they are, it makes no difference to God. He's not a respecter of persons. In other words, people say that we know Peter, James, and John. Uh, we, we know those that came from Jesus. They are the big dog apostles. And so the assumption was that when people began to hear this apostle, amen, the apostle Paul, amen, who is approved of God, amen, through signs and wonders and miracles, healings, that certified, sealed of the Lord that he is an apostle, amen. So much so that even the other apostles, amen, agreed that there was such grace in him and gave him the right hand of fellowship. Yeah, he's, he's an apostle, <laughs> though he did not come from us. He, is, he did not confer with flesh and blood, amen. So the foundation, amen, the revelation cannot come from flesh and blood, amen. The identity of who Paul is when it pleased God to reveal his son in me, <laughs> amen. We are revelation, amen. I'm a revelation. My wife is a revelation, amen, that Jesus was revealed in us. We did not come from conferring with flesh and blood, amen. So I told you from time to time, we'll give you characteristics of an apostle. Well, that is one of the definitions or characteristics of an apostle. We did not come from conferring with flesh and blood, but God, who separated us from our mother's womb, revealed, revealed his son in us. <laughs> Amen. Jesus in us, the Christ, the son of the living God. The stone is not cut out by hand. The revelation is not touched by man. Amen. There is a true church built by Jesus and a false church built by by man. And, and this is a warning. And so as apostles, we're able to see these things. And so people get upset because we can see what is real, what's not real. Amen. What came on, what was built on the true foundation of Jesus and what was not? What is the image of man and what is the image of Christ? There's a true, there's a false. Amen. There is that which is from revelation and that which is not from revelation attacks that which is from which is from revelation. Amen. So there's an attack against revelation. Amen. 
So these are the last days and God is separating. So this is what you need to know. Jesus says, my church. And did you did you actually think that Jesus would let something masquerade as his church and, and was not his church? Amen. Upon this rock, I will build my church. So these are the last days. God is separating that which is true from that which is not. Amen. Through repentance, through exposing, through revelation, God is revealing what is true and what is not. In 1 John chapter 2, the danger, amen, of that which is built by man is that that is the spirit actually of Antichrist or allows the spirit of Antichrist. In other words, there are things masquerading as churches, but they are despots. They are, they are quotable shatter, reservoirs. They are quotable shatter, quotable holding places to allow that which is wicked. And so a person says, that's a church. And so, you know, truly they, you know, they wouldn't do anything bad or harmful or anything like that or whatever. But they are allowing the spirit of man, the spirit of Antichrist. In fact, they, they come against that which is, which is spiritual. Everything that the world embraces, they embrace as doctrine. Amen. And they say, if you don't embrace these things, then you are off. Amen. First John chapter two, verse 22. Who is a liar? But he who denies that Jesus is the Christ, he is Antichrist who denies the Father and the Son. So did you get that? That Jesus said, who do you say that I am to Peter? Peter says, thou art the Christ by revelation. Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Antichrist denies that Jesus is the Christ. <laughs> Amen. That is the spirit. Of, of Antichrist. Amen. So Satan is subtle, crafty. Even a work that looks like a legitimate church, if you check the foundation, it is not. In other words, that foundation, anytime you talk about the origin of a thing, amen, that the origin or the inspiration, the the residue, um, that is the Holy of Holy Spirit. I'm saying there are things that the, the, the residue, the origin is the Holy Spirit. Amen. And so that you can check the foundation. Amen. Whether the origin. Amen. The remnant. Amen. Because you can't stamp out a remnant. The residue is the Holy Spirit, the inspiration of a thing. If the inspiration of the thing is the Holy Spirit, amen. As long as there is a remnant, those who hold fast to the origins, amen. Those who hold fast to the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, you cannot stamp that out. God will always have, God will always have a remnant, amen. And so you, you see religions, amen. You see religions with people with great pomp and circumstance 
you know, even, you know, these, you know, robes and outfits, amen. But the, the residue, the, the inspiration is not Christ. The inspiration is not the Holy Spirit. In fact, they, they go out of their way to agree with the world. Amen. And so God is shaking up some things. Amen. God is opening some eyes. And so you shall see that people leaving those types of structures, false structures, you shall see people being liberated. Amen. From those types of religious structures. Amen. And entering in by through revival, amen, the, to be a part of the true, of the true. Amen. The Bible says that we are living stones built up into a spiritual, into a spiritual house. Amen. In 1 Peter chapter 2. Amen. Peter means a piece of rock. And so it was Peter that wrote in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 8. And this is the last scripture. I'll try to get it in very quickly. Come to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. You as living stones are being built up into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer up spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. We'll leave it right there that we are living stones. We are part of that true stone. Jesus is the stone. He is the rock. He is the foundation. We as living stones, like Peter, amen, a piece of the rock, amen, we are being built up into a spiritual house to showcase the praises of God, that God is true, a place for the glory of God and the spirit of God. We are a part of that temple of God. Father God, we thank you for that word. We thank you, Father God, hallelujah, for the truth, amen, that you show us what is of the true foundation of God, hallelujah. Hallelujah, upon the spiritual rock, hallelujah. How to prevail over the devil, by revelation knowledge, hallelujah, we can be who you called us to be. As we acknowledge who Jesus is, we can be who you called us to, to be, to reign and rule with Jesus Christ. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to the Christ Be Glorified Ministries audio podcast. For more information, visit ChristBeGlorifiedMinistries.com and you can also follow us on Facebook under Christ Be Glorified Ministries. Thank you so much and God bless you.